So, uh, you uh, have a property somewhere, and you discover somebody's been living there. Um, and uh, can you take them to court and make them pay rent for them living on your property? And he says, well, what, how can you make me pay? You didn't lose any money from me being there. Uh, then that, you, um, It's true, you know, maybe you don't want me to be there anymore, but why should I have to pay you? Um, uh, you know, that's... Is he's he trying to make a chazaka? He's just squatting? He's squatting. he's squatting. So that was the question, really, that we want to know here. Can somebody benefit from you? Uh, if somebody benefits from you, can you make them pay? That's really the question. They saved money, and they didn't ask you, but they saved money because of you, and uh, do they have to pay? And the reason we got into this was, in our Mishnah, we had somebody whose animal uh, didn't have to eat lunch because he helped himself to your uh, food in the public area. And it's true that we say, well, you shouldn't have left your food there, but at the end of the day, uh, you benefited. Now you don't have to uh, go feed your animal. So, one, you benefit. So we said you really can't prove anything because it, not only did you, in that case, the reason you have to pay him is that he had a loss, meaning that he lost, and it was even more than the value of the food. The food was, the, the, his thing was damaged. So there where he has a loss, so the least you can do is pay him for the benefit that you had. We want to know where there's no loss. There's no loss whatsoever. Uh, can you make somebody pay for the benefit they have for you? Can you take them to court and say, pay me the rent? So that was the question. Um, and uh, actually, it ended up being more controversial than we would have thought. Let's see, it's, we're on 20B. Don't try to remember how far down we got. Um, we got far. Yeah, we got further at night, but that's because I got practice in the morning. Um, so... Um, Let's start from the Toshima, uh, about a little less than halfway up. Come in here. So again, that was our question. Um, the, the previous case, we were talking about uh, a two-story house uh, where they, one guy lived on the first floor and one on the second floor, and uh, the house fell down, and the guy in the second floor wanted to rebuild, but the first floor guy wasn't ready to rebuild, and we said the second floor guy can build the first floor, live in it, doesn't have to pay rent, and when the first floor guy is ready, then he can buy it off the second floor, and then the second floor guy can build over there. So our question was, well, why doesn't the second floor guy have to pay rent? He's living on the first floor for free. And the answer was, though, you can't prove anything from there because he's really entitled to have a place to stay. It's just the first floor guy didn't, uh, didn't go ahead and start the building. That was why that case was different. We got that far? Uh, I zoomed into it. I zoomed in and out. I think we started it. No, I don't think we actually got that far. Doesn't that last part doesn't sound familiar? Okay, uh, then we'll do that again. Let's go to the previous Toshima then. Okay, Toshima. All right. So um, the I'll just mention the other one. You'll see if that sounds familiar. The uh, the guy, uh, the inner guy, got a fence built by the outer guy, and the outer guy wanted him to pay for it, and he said, well. That's different because he didn't need such an expensive fence. He could have done the cheaper one. And so that, there there was a question what his benefit was. In other words, he benefited, but not as much as the guy on the outer one wanted him to pay for an expensive stone wall. And he said, well, I could have put some bushes up there for a zoos. 
you know, and so th- there was an argument actually what the benefit was. So that case was different. Toshma, that's a little bit higher. You have a house and a second floor of two people, Shinuffle, that fell down, the whole thing. One guy owns the first floor apartment, one guy owns the second floor apartment. Both structures fall down. So Omar Balalila Balabayas, we're right in the middle of the page. The guy in the second floor goes to the guy in the first floor and says, Livnos, new, build your first floor again so I can put my second floor and live there the way I'm entitled. For Huenu Rotsa, he says, no, I'm not ready. I mean, this was all of a sudden, you got to have, I don't want to build. So, but meanwhile, the guy in the second floor needs a place to stay. Sorry, Balalia Bonabai, he builds it, but Yoshiba, and he lives in there rent-free, until the guy on the first floor pays him for what he laid out. He has to pay the second floor guy what he put into building the first floor. But to pay for rent, lo, he doesn't have to pay. You see, the guy in the second floor doesn't have to pay an ounce of rent to the guy in the first floor because the guy in the first floor wasn't ready to build yet. So even though he benefited by living in the guy in the first floor's place, you don't got to pay. Zamora says, no, Shani Hassan, Tobias Lelia, Mishabed. That case was different because the first floor really, uh, oh, um, he was required to build the first floor for the second floor to have a place to stay. And so that case, we want a case where you're just living in someone's house and uh, you're benefiting. Do you have to pay or not? In this case, he's living on the first floor because the guy never built it yet. Yeah, yeah like, like, how could you be behind from rent anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, he did because stay. he doesn't own the ground. All right, right, he did stay on the first floor. Yeah, right. The mean is hard to understand. Right, yeah. right, that's right. Okay, so Tashma, so we're looking for a free and easy case to prove if you benefit, you pay. If, you, if somebody lives in your courtyard without your permission, you don't even know about it. He's got to pay. He said, slam dunk. Somebody lives on your property. Somebody lives in your space. You sue them. They have to pay you for that. It's different because they made the walls black. Meaning that if somebody, uh, it's one thing if they lived in your yard and there was no loss to you. But when somebody lives in your apartment, you're going to need to give it a fresh cone of paint. Because when somebody lives in your apartment, it gets dirtier. So you're a lot, you, when you have a loss, of course you could charge the guy. Our question was, a guy sleeps on your, on your, on your dirt floor. Well, yeah, but that's much more that if there was no dirt or no you know. I'm Correct. Sorry. Well, and then, no then, then, Nowhere, okay, then I wouldn't be able to. No, no, so we right. We were trying to prove from here that you could charge. It could be that case was there was wear and tear. So since we can't prove that you can force a guy to pay if there's no wear and tear, clearly if there's wear and tear, if the guy dwelled in your place and uh, wore out, made your walls dirty, that it needs a fresh coat of paint or it needs a cleaning service, you can make him pay. Our question is, what about if there was no wear and tear? Can we prove you got to pay? No, you can't prove, so we need a proof. So, Shokobe Revami, they sent to Revami, and they said, uh, what do you hold? So, Omar, Vikima, Asalo, my Chasro. So, he had all kinds of questions. He said, well, what did the person who lived there do? Uma Chasro, did the other guy lose anything? Uma Heziko, and was there any damage? So, Omar, When they asked him, he said, we got to think about it. 
So, uh, and then meanwhile, he didn't answer them. So, they sent to him again, asked him the same question. He said, Stop asking that question already. If I knew the answer, don't you think I would have said something? Hmm. So, um, it, was, it wasn't simple about this issue. Again, this, this was, we have these issues in the Gemara that there's both sides, and they kind of need to be worked out over time. How do we hold? So Itmar of Khan Rabbi Yochanan ain't Sarklos. He said, You don't got to pay. He said, No, Sarklos. So, and they've both said in the name of their Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan. So we see it's a full fledged argument about this uh, um, person who stayed on the property. Forget about that. The Machlokis of what Rabbi Yochanan really said. Correct. That's right. So, Omar uh, of Papa, Haidu Revavo. Um, usually the, so the question was when Rebbe Voz said in the name of Yochan that you got to pay, did he have an exact quote? So the Gemara says actually it wasn't an exact quote, but it could be inferred. So again, this issue of somebody that lives on your property and benefits, can you sue them and make them pay for having benefited from you, even in a case when there's no loss to you? So what about the following case? It's an end. So again, the question was, what, what was the accepted opinion? So somebody stole some building material that turned out belonged to the base of Migdush. Noto Evan, he took a stone or Korah. What's really interesting is builders will tell you they have the same problem today that if they, uh, building material gets stolen. It's like been for a thousand years. They, they even have video cameras, you know, and so they try to, you know, sometimes that's a problem. They leave the material there too long and then somebody comes by and, you know, they pick up the stone or the bean. They figure they're not going to notice it or whatever. And so somebody takes, uh, so you got temple stuff. You can ask something, Dr. Yaffe? Yeah, oh, just a quick question. Uh, this Rabbi Yochan, is this uh, the same Rabbi Yochan and is that Rabbi Yochan and Ben Zakai? Um, yeah, he says, uh, Rabbi Golding was saying that, that that would be a Tana. This yeah. this would be a later Rabbi Yochanan, the Amora. This is probably like Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokis, Rabbi Yochanan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. By the way, I have a nice view of the books, but I can't see you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a little better. Thank you. Okay. There, there is a pustic about seeing your teacher when they somehow that if you could actually see, you know, like the, but that's right. That's right. It's a sukkah poster. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Very good. So, uh, so, uh, so a guy helps himself to a stone or a beam of Hegdish. So uh, the question is, if you've stolen from Hegdish uh, at the point of no return, you're guilty and you actually have to bring an offering called Me'ila offering. So when does that kick in, the sin of stealing? Normally, if you say, oh, I didn't realize, I thought I was just stealing from the builder. I, I'm stealing from Hegdish, I'll give it back, right? So, you didn't do anything yet. But if you fenced it, you took it and gave it to somebody else, so then you were the one who took it away from Hegdish. Hegdish ain't getting it. Let's say you took that and built it in your house. You still didn't benefit from it. You had to live under that beam, and it's raining, and you had, or uh, it protected you, and you had a benefit from it. At that point, you're guilty. Now, Shmuel added a different problem. If you're going to take the beam of Hegdish and you're going to put nails in it and you are going to uh, sand it, 
you, it's already yours because you've changed it. So uh, even if you didn't yet benefit from it, once you do something to it, you break it, it's yours. So isn't automatically, if you built into your structure, you've done something to it. Yeah, so Shmuel said, I have a case where you didn't do anything to it. You're right. If you took Hektish's beam and sawed it and made it fit and put nails in it, at the second you touched it, you're liable because you can't return it the way you found it. But if you just put it on the, uh, on the, on the ceiling, the, the hole up in the roof, you put it on the Aruba, you put it over there uh, to cover the hole in the roof, and then you dwelled under it, so that's a case where you didn't put any nails in it. Therefore, it's not considered me'ila? You can it's it. not me'ila until it rained and you stood under that beam and you had a value from it. Right. So it also sounds like if you... It sounds like also like, you know, a goslin could be kind of when they made a shinui in it. And Correct. Here he mm-hmm. didn't do anything. He left it. Right. He right. left it. That, that's so, right. So until he benefits... That's right. He then he, and then he, he's, he's, it's not a point of no return. Is that only from Hektish stone? Or is it in time you take something like that's a good question. Well, I, the truth is, that's what we're getting to. The um, Hegdish, uh, once you benefit from Hegdish, that's the sin. Our question is, if you benefit from something that you, you stole, so then, you know, do you have to give it back? When do you have to pay for it? That's really our question. Uh, although we were talking about not where it was stolen, necessarily. You just helped yourself to something yeah, without... Uh, it, it's, it's, it sounds like Steve. Right, right. That's uh, uh, or maybe he thought it was Hefker and really a really Um Shakomi Yabi Baro. So the Yasu Revo Kameda Yokama Mishmedu Shmuel and the Revavo was in front of Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan then said in the name of Shmuel, Zoso Maris, you see from this Hegdish case, Hadar Midaito, if somebody lives on your land without your permission, he's gonna have to pay you rent. Just like uh, you take temple property and you use it, you got to pay for it. So that was what one of the students said, and Reb Yochanan didn't say a word. So it sounded like he agreed. So we have proof from here that Reb Yochanan agreed. If somebody uh, lives in your space and they didn't pay you, you can sue them. You, they have to pay you. So... Uh, uh, is that a proof or not? So Ihu, he thought, midishosik modalei. Since Rabbi Yochanan didn't say anything when the student said, oh, you see from here that you've got, you know, you got to pay for any benefit, uh, Rabbi Yochanan didn't argue. But it's no proof. Alohi. Ashkukalo eshkukbe. You know, maybe he was ignoring it. He didn't agree to it. Kedarava, damarabai, hegdishlo midas, kehedit midas dami. There's a big difference over here, which is when you borrow from a private person, you don't know whether he knows about it or not, or he agrees. But when you steal from Hegdish, Hashem knows. And so, therefore, it could be that uh, the, the, the sin of stealing starts immediately. It's, it's as if they know about it and said, give it back. In other words, but with a private person, you didn't ask him yet. Maybe, uh, if you're gonna, maybe that's different. So, therefore, it's not a proof. Just look at Tosos, the way he says it. It's as if a private person uh, knows about it. Pirsha conscious, the dashkina ika. God knows. Um, so uh, so that, that's really the. You can't ask questions from Me'ila to regular stealing, is what we're trying to say. With Me'ila, we, uh, regular stealing, it could be the, the owner might, might agree and let you stay there. So it's only once he's protested and said, get off my land, that maybe then you could sue. 
but he didn't protest yet. But with Hashem, it, with Me'ila, it's as if he knows, and, he's, and Hashem is saying, give it back. And so therefore, it's not really a proof. Okay. So, are we going to attack Rav Kahana's position, what he said in the name of Rav Yochanan? Like he said in the name of Rav Yochanan. <laughs> that, right, okay. so that must have been Beferish. This was not Beferish. This was so not, we're only attacking the... the cause, right, because right, this was, he was assuming Rav Yochanan agreed, and we really don't have a proof that he agreed from the second one. Okay. So, but we're still in this discussion. Shochule Rav Abba Barzvidi la Mori Barmar. He, he said to Mori Barmar, and he said to him, ask the Rav Huna. We need to resolve this question. So go ask the great Rav Huna. Boy, me name Rav Huna. If somebody stays in their neighbor's yard, Shalom Daito, without permission, does he got to pay for it? Can the other guy take him to court and make him pay for the value that he got? But, meanwhile, Rav Huna died. They never got to ask him what he holds. Amalei Rabba Bar Rav Huna, but... His son, Rava Barhuna, said, Hachi Omar Abba, this is what father said, Mari Mishmei Rav, ain't so you don't got to pay. Uh, but, Vahasokra Bais Ruven, another halacha though, if you, uh, if you rented a house from Ruven, Maliskar Lishimen, and uh, you can pay the rent to Shimon. The Mari said, What's that talking about, Shimon? If you're renting from Ruven, why would you pay Shimon? Nimsa by Soshimin. What happens if you're paying Ruvain and then you find out he's not the real owner? Shimon, today that's, that's a modern, you know, with Airbnb or whatever, you think you're renting for so and so, he's not the real owner, you've got to pay someone else. You know, the, somebody rents somebody else's house. That's a famous. Somebody, somebody could sell you someone else's house too. You could, you know, you, they, uh, there's all kinds of fraud today. So he says, Nimsa by Soshim Maloskar. So then you're going to have to pay Shimon, even though he's not the one. Who you thought you were renting from, you got to, you pay it to the original owner. So Tarti, wait a second. First we say you don't got to pay someone who doesn't know about it. Then we say if you find out the real owner, you do got to pay him. Which one is it? So the answer is Hadakaimala Igra. If this was property that was meant to be rented out, so when it's marketed already, then you got to pay Shimon because it's as if he loses by having you there. He can't rent it to someone else. Our question was, when somebody stays in property that wasn't set to be rented, so, and you benefited from it, but clearly if he put it on the rental market and then you live there, you got to pay him. Let's see, Rashi. How to Kaimala Igra? Shimon had it up for rent. So if he has it up for rent, and you go there and don't pay rent, then you're causing him to lose. We want to know if it wasn't up for rent. Back to the Gemara. His opinion was, Again, now once from now on in the future, he can say, get off my property or pay me. But the question here is, he was there without permission. Can you force him to pay? So that he he went with the side. You can't so force him. If I come in, I see somebody making a chazaka. I come. He was there for two years. He was. He didn't have a chazaka, mm. but he was there on my property. He was in my barn. It didn't bother me. Mm. So 
So I can't now charge him for those two years. That's Correct. According to this opinion. According to this opinion, I can't right. just sit there. I can just like say, get out. Right. Now, if you were, uh, it was left for rental and you indicated that you wanted to be paid for the use of this thing, and he was there, and then meanwhile, no one else was uh, looking at that property because they saw that somebody saw was somebody living there. So then he's costing the money. He's right, right, the money. Right, that's that's right. Right. Or, or if he damaged something. Or if right, he damaged, no, right, no, no, right, no, no, right, that's right. I just, just because he was there and like, it didn't bug me, he was yeah. in my barn. My animals didn't get That's what no I'm loss. saying. So in other words, technically speaking, so since there's, that's what that's what we're saying. So, it, so a, even though I'm coming now to protest, you see it bugs me, and I don't want people here. I can't charge them back rent. Correct. That's the question. Uh, it's but a damage. It's a benefit yeah. versus damage. That's what we've yeah. been discussing. Uh, but, but we're not done with it yet. But yeah. we're, we're showing this 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 ongoing dispute. Now another halacha that was said has so her bias from that year. A person rents a house from the people of the city. Uh, you better pay the owner. We're confused. We just said you rented it from like the city. It's a city rental. If you find out that, that there is an owner, you've got to pay him. Tarti, wait a second. I thought we said you don't got to pay. That's where it was meant to be rented. It's similar to what we had before. He says you don't have to pay. What's the reason? Uh, he says that there's uh, somebody who's a squatter, doesn't have to pay. Um, and what's the reason? He says, When a house is empty, things break. And uh, therefore, he got a value because there's a value to a person having somebody on the property. Um, you can't get insurance if you don't have somebody... Uh, right, right, right. Well, I found like sometimes, like uh, you know, my children come in for Pesach or something. They need a place to stay. A lot of people like having somebody stay in their house because you know that that this way, if a house it looks, looks like uh, there, it looks right. like somebody's so, there. So, so and, and the, this pasuk is saying there's a benefit to having somebody there, and it's a spiritual concept that Hashem created a demon, a mazik, that when something is empty, it breaks down. That's let's see the Rashi here. It's a um, shade. There's a demon. And the name of the demon, I don't know why Rashi chose to learn that pasuk that way, is called Shia. It causes a house where nobody's living in it to fall apart. So he did get a benefit from it. Uh, that's one shot. Something where nobody's there. Um, so there is an unexplained kind of thing where sometimes if you, know, you had something that worked in perfectly well and you put it in storage and then you come back to it many years later and it's broken. You know, what happened to it? How could it be? When something sits empty, there's a force of nature. There's a, uh, we believe that demons are, are mazikim, that they are destructive. We, we have other explanations for them. But there, there's mazikim in life. There are things that cause things to wear out, and, and one of them is being empty. Something is left empty. You're asking, it's not going to, when you go into it, all of a sudden the, the, it needs, the light bulb needs changing, the toilet's broken. What do you mean? I left it at work last time we were there. Empty apartments, there's always, it, you just ask somebody, you know, they go in, something's broken. So getting yeah, Rashi, Rashi called the name of this demon Shia. Nowadays we would call it entropy. That, right, that's right, that's right. Everything right. put together falls apart. That's right. That, that's really... Uh, yeah. so, so getting back to this question that we've been discussing the whole time. So in other words, even if I have a rental property 
signs all over the place. Trespassers will be prosecuted. Now, rental property, we said, is different. No, no, no. Okay, so my house. Okay, so I have my own house. Right. And it says, and I have a, it's a fenced-in place. And, and you I discover say, Trespassers it. will be prosecuted to the right. full extent of the law. Right. But because then, the fact that I have all that signage, signage all over the place, according to, the, according to this, right. my number would be... Well, the question is, can you sue him? Can you take him to Basin and say, you owe me? Trespassers will be prosecuted. <laughs> so that's the question whether, you know, if, you, if he's forewarned. It's a question of can, can you, and if Basin says yes, you can take away property from him because he lived in your house without paying you rent. So, I got this last, this last example that we did, yeah. are they trying to twist this around so that he actually, Mamish, is paying rent, and the rent he's paying is the benefit that the owner... Correct, is correct. Well, that's, that's why he's trying to explain why he doesn't have to pay, because he's saying that it's not a total loss to the owner. The owner didn't have it up for rent anyways. And he right. was there, one having somebody on the property does actually have some kind of benefit. So he got... That was he twisted rent. it. That's right. That's that was his rent. Okay, so that's so, a I would paid rent. argue that properties that have occupants also break. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, it could be they fix it, um, but the interesting statement here: the question people were skeptical about this demon, about this empty property demon. So Omar Marbaravashi, he says, I saw the demon Umanakuk Betura, and he, he looked like a, a bull in a china cabinet. And that's like I don't know how he saw it. He was just saying that it's it's very real to him. This idea of uh, he saw the results of, it, of something that was empty. And uh, all of a sudden, you go and you check on it, and something's broken. Uh, Rev, yeah. Can I, can, I, can I suggest something that is totally out of left field and, and, may, and maybe has been more unfold? You can see how well this fits. I mean, this whole this whole Gemara to me has a, a sense of there's a little bit of Agatha in the way the way that the Amaroim answer each other, like "Why are you asking?" and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if this is actually metaphorical, and they're talking about the Romans destroying the base of Mekdish and occupying that site. Um, and, uh, you know, keep, keep in mind, you know, the Gemara at the beginning of Avodah Zorah, that the Romans said, oh, no, we built stuff for them, we built them aqueducts, we built them roads, you know, and I think says, you did it for yourself, not for them. I, I don't know, but it's just... It yes. seems very the whole the whole the whole hash of Tim's, It seems very bizarre yeah. about somebody occupying somebody else's right. house. Yes, I I would say that that is correct. That once you see, you know, just goes beyond a line or two and straight halacha. There's definitely other things in the background, you know. So I, I definitely agree. There's something going on here. It's it's intrig. I I hear your theory. I don't know. Right. Right, he said, "Oh, that, yeah, that's right." They said, "This belongs to us, right?" We're the, you know, it's a, it's our al aqsa whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the next level. Okay, uh, Rav Yosef Omar, he has a different theory. He says, "Beso misiv Yosef," when somebody lives in the house, they they do upkeep. Now, by the way, I I've seen this in like shul kitchens. You know, if nobody is in charge of it or it's left alone, you come back and everything's broken. You know, why did this happen? You know, like the, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. If somebody, if they have a caterer who's there using the kitchen, everything has to work because the oven has to be fixed. The sink has to be fixed. The gas has to be, in other words, when you have somebody in a, a property, 
uh, on a regular basis that yasiv mesiv means like it, it keeps everything in working order. So there is a benefit to having somebody there. Rashi, Beisav, Misav, Yasev, Bayashu, Mayusha, Bediris, Mayadam, Yashiv, Yeshuva, Kaim, Lafisha, Dorm, Besocho, people living in it, Ro, Mayshu, Hisorech, Umiskananoso. They see what needs to be fixed and they fix it. Unless you have that tenant who's like, you know, leaves everything broken. But in other words, they're living in it, so they make sure everything works. Uh, and so there is a value to having a, somebody's been living in it until now, so you could feel pretty sure. Like if you have a problem that nobody's lived in for years, you never know what you're going to get. But if somebody's been living in it until recently, so it must be that, you know, the basic things worked. How else did they live in it if it didn't? So my benai, is, these sound the same. right. <laughs> what if they just used the property for straw? They used it as storage. So uh, that doesn't mean everything worked, but that does keep the demons away. Demons could also be robbers. It keeps away people, that, the drug dealers and other stuff that would have settled there. Somebody built himself a building on the Kilkolosa de Yasme. Kilkolosa means like the bad area, the garbage dump of the orphans. Uh, in those days, sometimes people had a part of their property where they threw away stuff. You know, it's like a cliff or a certain area where they threw away, you know, was the garbage dump of their property. So a guy comes and he says, yeah, they're not living here anyways. And he builds himself, doesn't sound like a great place to build a palace, but that's where he built the palace. But guess what? He didn't pay any rent for it. So Agve Rev Nachman La Panjimine, Rev Nachman kicked him out. So It's because they should have paid him rent for it. Even though they were living in the garbage dump, they should have paid him rent. So the Gemara said that wasn't the whole story. That was that place that they lived. The Karamnis used to live there. Rashi Shema Uma. There was a nation there called Karamni, uh, meaning that there, there used to be people, squatters, or somebody lived there. And they paid something. They paid something to live in the garbage dump. So this guy lived there, and he didn't. He said, you want to live there, you better pay the orphan something. Now, they're orphans. They don't know enough to charge you. They don't know that this is their property, and they have the right to kick you out, and this and that. Go pay him something. Well, he ignored them. So, kicked him out. That's, uh, you didn't fool with Reb Nachman. You know, he's, uh, he took care of the orphans. Okay, as we move on. Uh, so this question isn't, uh, it's not fully resolved, uh, but uh, we see the different variables here. Like if somebody's living on orphan's land and benefiting from them, uh, so whoever is the administrator does kick them out and make sure that they, you know, he told them go pay. You know, so, okay. So, so I thought that for sure, once you're in this sugya of Zenana, of Zelapasar, so they would have thrown in the kaifen, I say, I'll meet the same bit, but they didn't. We didn't go there. That's a good they point. They didn't go down that. That's right. Route. Right. That's but right. Sometimes if nobody's, if it's, not, it's uh, not hurting me. Right. Why should I tell you? Know? Right, right. I, that I, was, I, that was, we had that previously, somewhere down the road. There's no skin off my back if you stay right. in my flat. Right. We just didn't say that. Today, we didn't say that. That's no, no, right. Yeah, 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 we went through this whole... Right, right. I was expecting that somewhere, but no, I didn't see it. Uh, maybe they were shown and bring it in somewhere. Okay. As we move on. So, assuming that you got a... Getting back to our case, which was that somebody damaged somebody's food, uh, their animal damaged somebody's food, and, you, and it was in the public area... You don't have to pay. Um, you don't have to pay uh, for the 
actual loss, but you have to pay what you benefited from, meaning now you don't have to feed your animal lunch, so you have to pay that. So uh, now we're going to go on that part of the Mishnah. So, Kei Mishnah is to Amarav Uvmakzeris. We're saying that you're not responsible, uh, that you have to pay for your animal. That's when you got the kind of animal that likes to bend its head and nibble. That you've got an animal that's a nibbler that's, you know, looking to uh, eat the food on the sidelines. So you should have muzzled him. That's why you got to pay something. But if the, the food was in front of your animal, then you wouldn't have to pay. Meaning that if your animal was going in a normal way in the middle of the street and the food was there, that's that you But if, if your animal's like always going to the side, so then you, you should have been more careful. You got to pay for it. Rashi Maxeris. This is a whole new concept. Shekziru Rosha, it turns its head, but it likes to eat from the sides. Bishmol says, Afilu Maxeris Nami No. Even if your animal is, um, you have certain people that, it, it's funny, like the, um, it's the Sam's Club people that like to eat the, um, you know, the samples, you know, or the people in the fruit market that like to steal a grape. There's a certain, there's some, like, some people would just, I don't like to, I don't want to eat like in front, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm shopping, I don't want, and then there's other people, they zero in on it, they're giving something away, I'm going to get, you know, so the question is, is your animal one of those Sam's, you know, people that's like, you know, looking for some food hanging out somewhere? Is, is that the case or not? No, so, but animals always nibble, they always stop. I mean, that's why you, even in, you would think that a muzzle should always be on your animal anyway. So apparently some animals are always turning their heads and other animals only, you know, they're not, they, they're more focused. They don't... Uh, uh, so in other words, if you have an animal that you know turns its head, it should have had a muzzle. That's what Rav said. Uh, and Shmuel says, if you, even if you have an animal that turns, you're exempt. So where is it that you're liable? Your animal turned off the main road. It went to the side street. On the side streets, there you got to pay for what you eat. Some people learn this totally different. Maxeris. Your animal is an animal that's always sticking its nose in things. Rav said, you got to pay. Shmuel said, your potter. Shmuel, when do you got to pay full damages? Your animal left the main road um, and, uh, and it went to the side streets. The side streets, uh, those, the vendors, are, are, um, they put their food out. It's just on the main road where animals travel, you don't leave your food out. So they, they've entered into a bishop. A private prop, like, or either, or, okay. or a, that's Shalom. That's where you got to pay for a full amount. Yeah. Or, no, or like the entrance way to the marketplace. That's where they enter. If you're going here where they have their stuff, then you got a problem. Then you got a problem. It's private stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We learned that if it's in the opening of the door of the store, then you got to pay, uh, you only got to pay in the opening what you benefited. So, what's that case? I mean, what's the opening of the store? We didn't really clarify what's the opening. Mm-hmm. So pshita maxeris. So that must be that your animal like turned into the opening. But kamar medicine, you still got to pay but you don't got to pay damages. So who mostly It's like a street corner. So it, since it's on the corner, even if the animal doesn't turn, it's going to hit it. If you got the animal that sticks their nose in things, you got to pay. Ki Sometimes people, they add space to the Rishusa Rabin from their space. 
meaning their store is next to the public area. They pull back and put stuff on their sidewalk in front of the road. They didn't put it on the road. They put it on the sidewalk or they put it in their store in front of the road. And so it becomes part of the public area. Then the animal has to pay. But if you added it to the public area and it made it seem like it was part of the... Uh, uh, of the Rishu Sarabim, then you're part of it. That's right. That's your negligence. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Shmuel yeah. says, I feel the maximum Rishu Sarabim No, he says, Shmuel argues. Mm. So, what's the issue? So, yeah, let, so, the case is where you tried to appropriate Rishu Sarabim, but instead, <laughs> your, what you tried to appropriate actually is still as Rishu Sarabim, so you lose out. Is that the idea? So I, the way I saw it is that you're adding your private property to, to the Rishu Sarabim mm-hmm. and left the food there. In other words, you 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 made your store, you pulled back from your store and put it there. And so the question now is, can you? Does the owners can he say, well, this this was part of the public area? Of course, my animal ate it. Or the other guy say, no. Um, that's what we're getting to here, really, with the opening of the store. Technically, it was the store owner could have put a fence up or a door there, right. but instead, he, he like left it open. Well, sometimes, a lot of times, they make a display outside. They want to show you, this stuff is on sale. Mm. So they so even though my store is here, but they go outside the store. Like, you can... Right, right. Outside uh, spicy peas or something right. like they that. They do that on purpose because they want the people walking to mm-hmm. stop and say, oh, my... What the, oh, wow. Like Manhattan, you have right. that. That's like mm-hmm. the... They do that on purpose. Like, yeah. And everybody animal. ignores them, or most people do. They, but. Want, the they want that animal to come take it. I don't right. Talk to you right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that makes plenty of sense to me. <laughs> that's right. So that's the... Uh, you know, in, in, in a lot of places in Yerushalayim, Maksan's space, Maksan's space is at a premium. So what they do is, if there's a courtyard that nobody owns... So they put up, um, uh, you know, a little a little shanty building, and it becomes their maksan, and it's and it's and it's not their property. It's 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 communal property. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So the question here, though, is your animal eats from that open property, uh, so is he liable or not? So we seem to have two opinions. What's the argument? Uh, <laughs> the question here is where you left something that's uh, a hole. Meaning that this is going to cause an animal to eat in your property. Even if it's your area, you're liable. Shmuel Really, you could say, If you have a hole in your rishus, so he came to your property, you're not responsible. He could say, there's no way you can leave your fruit next to the public area and make me, my ox, pay for that. Mm. You shouldn't leave your food out there. Shmuel says, Really, even in your area, you're high. If, you, if the person made a hole, he could say, I didn't realize it. But if you left your food there, how could you say I didn't notice it? So we're having a debate about even though it's his property, <laughs> leaving food out there, can you really blame the owner of the animal for letting his animal eat it? This debate that we're having about this animal turning, uh, maybe that's an earlier argument. If it eats it from the street, you pay the lesser amount, just what you benefit. But if it eats it from the side streets, Relazar, he disagrees. He says, He says, the owner of the animal, 
you know, you're traveling. It's not food time. It's not lunch time. It's you. You 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 shouldn't let your animal go to lunch when you're when you're going. Uh, it's not normal to if you let your animal eat, you better pay for it because it, this is the road. Rav Yosi Tanakama. So what is, is Rav Yosi? That's the first opinion. Elamax there. The difference is whether it's the animal that likes to do this. Tanakama says, even though your animal is a little bit more um, nosy or a little bit more picky than others, you still got to pay. Rav Yosi, no, you got to pay full damages. So is that the argument? So Morris said, no, not necessarily. You can hold like Rav Shmuel, but maybe Bir Bistei Acher. The question is, you're liable when it's somebody else's field. You're not liable for Rishus even if you got that funny kind of animal. It's only if, if it's in the property of the Mazik. So Morris says, if you put your food in his property, Lema Pir... Pircha Bereshusi, my boy, why did you put your food on my property? Of course my animal is going to eat, it, eat your stuff if you put it on my property. You're right, the question would be, um, uh, the, the case was where it was like on a food bag on an animal, and it stuck its neck into that food bag, whether or not uh, you have a problem. Okay, uh, we're just going to go for two more minutes, if that's okay. New Mishnah. So in, in the end, it, it was quite controversial, these issues of the animal eating. Uh, the, the question was, if an animal was not an unusually uh, an animal that liked a snack, and it was just going, minding its own business, and there's food in front of it, it's hard to make the argument that it should pay for more than the benefit. The question is, if your animal likes to turn and twist and eat, or it does an unusual movement to get to the food, there we have the question, maybe you have some liability there, the one who put the food out. And then you could charge him for the actual damages, not just what you benefited. And we had that before that, let's say the animal ate steak, you know, and, and it went the, what, the, uh, what it benefited was he wants to pay you straw. I could have fed him straw, so I'm not going to pay him what the damage that he ate from your, you shouldn't have left it there, you know. So everybody agrees he shouldn't have left it there, but he did. So the question is, do you have liability now? That you, were you supposed to stop your animal from eating? It's not a place of eating. It's traveling. Okay, new mission. We've got the jumping dog and the jumping goat. And believe it or not, they could jump from the second floor. Um, I, I'm not, I, a goat, I imagine. Anybody have a dog that jumped off a floor? or the? But somehow, like, you wonder, how do they get from one, you well, know. It depends how, yes, they only had one story. One story, right, Building. right. It wasn't... Yeah. Why are you saying this? I mean, we, just had we had a bias value. Right. We just had a bias value. Uh, yeah, it's something, so you don't know. Yeah, okay, but you don't know what kind of house this thing jumped off of. Yeah. I, I want to say, I think a cat for sure could do one... Um, cat can jump. Yeah. But at any rate, you got a dog or a goat, it jumps off the roof, and uh, the problem is that they fell and they broke your vessels underneath. So, it's a normal thing for dogs to jump, especially when they're on the roof or on the... So, if the animal took the biscuit, and it went to the haystack, oh, and, uh, and it ate your biscuit, and, and lighted up the haystack, I mean, we had this case, on the biscuit, that's normal, he has to pay full damage. On the gadish, on the haystack, Misham Chatzinezek, then you only pay half. Okay, we'll stop here. Have a great day, everybody. There's a talk about before this, the, 
before the mission, that last case. Uh huh. If you if you um train your animal to feed to eat in the morning and the afternoon, then it doesn't really meander off with nothing. Does it not? It doesn't so much. But, so isn't that what a Maxeris, though, is? It's like there's that one animal that's like, no matter what, it's always like... Right. So see, I had friends like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like that. I leave food out for my dogs, right? <laughs> and they go and get it whenever they want, yeah. and they're all over the place all the time they're eating. Okay. 